And I want to take a, a, a moment and talk about uh, your dash. Your dash. A friend of mine uh, was uh, telling me one time that after a uh, message that he preached, uh, someone came up to him and he said, mate, he says, how's your dash? He said, what? You know, your dash, how's your dash? He's thinking like, what? dashboard on my car, like my dash, what are you talking about? He said, you know, your dash, your dash, you know, that, 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 little, that little dash, you know, that little dash between your birth and your death. How's your dash? He said, oh, my dash, how's my dash? Oh, I get it. And so I thought that's kind of a cool, apparently that, had, that was kind of a familiar statement several years ago, but then, you know, I'm, 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 so, I'm so behind the scenes, I'm actually early. <laughs> Norm, if you look at me, I'm normally setting the styles for what's coming about three years from time. Uh, I'm so far behind, I'm actually ahead. And so anyway, I'd never heard that before, and so, but it's a cool statement. How's your dash? How's your dash? And uh, the thing about our dash is it's really, really short. It's really, really short. In fact, the uh, book of James, the writer in James puts it this way. He says, what is your life? What is your life? It's just a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. It's just a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Well, let's think about that for a moment. Um, Let me ask you a question. How long are you planning to live? Does anybody know? Sandy, you're doing really well, man. You're up to 90. And uh, I'm, I'm in my 60s now. I shouldn't, you know. And so, Gary, I won't ask you how old you are. <laughs> and so, but how long are you planning to live? None of us knows, right? We don't know whether it's 60 years or 70 or 80 or 90. None of us knows. Isn't that right? None of us knows. That's right. The, the, the time goes so fast. Sandy, your life is like a mist that appears for a while and then vanishes. Life is so short. I mean, compare, let's say, let's say we last 80 years. Okay, 80 years, that's a pretty good life. And um, compare that to the next trillion years in eternity. And a trillion after that. And another trillion after that. Like, our life is just like that. Compared to eternity. It's just like that. Our life is but a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. And here's the thing, what we do with this little brief time here on earth, 70 years, 80 years, determines the next trillion years, whether we will spend eternity with God or not with him. It's incredible, the the responsibility put on us in this life for what we will do in eternity, even for believers. We may say, oh, it's okay, I know Jesus, but... But even how we will spend eternity, the responsibilities that we will have in eternity with the Lord is determined by what we do, how faithful we are here on, this, on planet Earth. And with this time that we have, it's so short. It's so brief. In light of eternity, we need to think about, okay, what, what is my, what's my purpose What's my mission? Why am I here? Probably one of the greatest questions that are asked. Why am I here? I love 
the way Jesus describes eternal life. He says, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. This is eternal life. What a great definition of eternal life. This is eternal life, that they would know you, that we would know God. And the word in the, in the original languages, in the original Greek, that word to know is actually a word that's quite intimate. In the Septuagint, which is the Greek um, version of the Old Testament, it's the same word that's used when the Bible says Adam knew Eve. Okay? Not, not, a, not a sexual thing, but an intimate thing. We're, have a, we're to have a, a, a close, an intimate friendship with our God, with our Heavenly Father. That's eternal life. That's the reason why we're here. That's the reason you're here. That's the reason I'm here is actually to get to know God. That's why we have this 70 or 80 years is to know God. Um, I've been thinking a lot about eternity lately. And in fact, as Lynn talked about what we went through in, uh, in October, you know, when you get news like that, ah, you know, we've got terminal cancer, all of a sudden it's just like your whole life changes. Your whole life changes, and you start thinking about, okay, well, you know, life and death. Of course, I'm around people in, uh, working in Poland who, who are getting news every day about uh, loved ones that they know passing into eternity. They're, they've been killed in the conflict. And, uh, and in fact, just on Tuesday morning, my mom went into eternity. She, she went to be with Jesus. And uh, we're going to actually have a, a funeral for her next, or a, a celebration of her life next Friday. And man, we're going to have a party. Leah, we're going to have a party. We are going to have a party. She's given me explicit instructions. <laughs> okay, mom. <laughs> the relatives, they don't know what's coming, but <laughs> we're going to have a party. <laughs> and so I've been given an awful lot of thought about eternal life and about eternity. Because our time here is so short. It's just a mist that appears for a while and then vanishes. And our whole, our whole mission while we're here is to know God. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. And part of knowing God is getting to know his voice. I love this passage where Jesus says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life. Oh, that's good. I give them eternal life. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My sheep know my voice. We need to get to know the voice of our shepherd. And when I was here last, Bill, I, we, uh, we talked about uh, walking by the Spirit, and I gave a few examples of, of, from my life when I got it right. There's been so many times I got it wrong, but those times I, I get it right is wonderful. And I had another really cool thing happen. Um, we, um, working at this warehouse, one Saturday, we had a, a banquet. It was, um, it was holy shashlik, which is like shish kebabs. <laughs> it was, they were beautiful. They were fantastic. And so 
Um, we had a wonderful time of, of uh, fellowship, and this, this is a, an, an interesting crowd because there's some people here who have been living in Poland for a few years, many refugees in the group. There's some teams from the, Amer- from the U.S. that were there, and every one of them, every one of them all shared the common uh, passion for their nation of Ukraine. Many of them uh, with loved ones still in Ukraine. Many of them know people who had been killed, relatives who had been killed in the conflict, and so they were all kind of grieving together. And as we were eating and having great fellowship, and then someone passed the guitar around and they began to just worship, and this incredible, beautiful presence of the Lord filled the room, and they were praying and worshiping and singing songs about, oh God, save Ukraine, save Ukraine. And, and I heard the Lord speak to me again very clearly. He said, Greg, do you see me now? I said, yes, Lord, I see you. I see you. Right in the middle of his church, right in the middle of people going through all kinds of of pain and, and suffering, he's right there with them. He's with them. And if you're walking through stuff today, he's with you. He is with you. That's good news. He's with us. The Bible says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He is with you. He's with you. He's with you. In fact, that's how this famous passage of Scripture ends. I took it out, actually, but this is, this is the Great Commission. So we, we want to know God, but we also want to make him known, right? That's why he gives us this incredible commission to go and to preach the good news to all creation, to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that Jesus has commanded us. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. That's his promise. So, yeah, we need to share the Lord. That's why we go to some of the places we go to. That's why you've supported us for 20 years so, so we can go and touch these nations. But we also want to touch Calgary as well. And I commend you for what you're doing. You're still working on the, uh, on the church plant in Strathmore. That's fantastic. I bless that. I bless that. And there's going to be other, other uh, churches that you're going to start in this city. And so we know him. We make him known. In fact, sometimes it's good to just have a little, a little self-reflection. Say, what? how's my dash? How's my dash? What is my what is my mission anyway? What is my purpose? Well, just in case you're still a little confused, let me make it really, really simple for you, okay? And here's the answer. I'm borrowing this from YWAM. This is their motto, is to know God and to make him known. That's the mission for your life right there, for every one of us. We may all have different callings and specialties, but our mission, your purpose, my purpose, is to know God and to make him known. And to make him known. That is just so, yeah, just so simple. And someone, or my son introduced me to a, a, a new expression here. Again, I, I, I'm so far behind things, I'm normally setting the trend. I had never heard of YOLO. <laughs> Apparently that's a fairly common statement, right? You, you only live once. YOLO. I'd never heard about that before. I guess I've been out in Europe too long, I don't know. Uh, it's, it means you only live once, so you're supposed to grab life for all it's worth and just live for, you know, live for today, live for the max. And of course, I don't think it has you know, uh, godly intentions there. 
<laughs> I just go and you know, do whatever you want to do. But why don't we redeem YOLO and say YOLO for Jesus? YOLO for Jesus. We only have one life to live. We only have one life to live for the Lord. Amen. One life to live for his kingdom. And it's short. And it's short. Let's make it count. Let's make our dash count. Let's make our dash count. Let me tell you a really cool story. Um, this is the Angelovsky family. And uh, these are happier times in the city of Mariupol. Mariupol has been in the news a lot. And uh, uh, you can see uh, um, quite a large family. The gentleman over on the right-hand side, his name is Yarek. And that's his wife, Yana, and their, little, uh, uh, their daughter there. They have since had a little baby boy. And Yarek, is a, he's, a, he's a good man. Like, he's a godly man. He, he loves Jesus. He loves to tell people about Jesus. He, he uh, leads a small group in his house in uh, Mariupol. Uh, is involved in their church. He, he just, he loves God. And um, during the conflict, he would leave the safety of his shelter uh, where he was with his family in the basement of his house, and he would go out and he would get food, not only for his family, but he would deliver food and water to people who had no food. I mean, not so concerned about his own, about his own uh, safety. And uh, just, again, he just loved people, and he would serve people in extreme conditions. In fact, I want to show you a little, just a little video clip here in just a moment that, that kind of, you, you won't understand any of the words he says, but you'll understand the spirit and what is happening in this, uh, in this video clip. And so go ahead and roll that. Volume up. Спим уже в комбезе, да, сына? А так все хорошо, да, малыш? Все нормально. Ева, дизлайки. Яна в шоке. Ну, а так все хорошо, а так все четенько. Да, сына? А так все нормально. Так, ситуация меняется. Спим уже в комбезе, да, сына? I think that's rolling, going through a second time, so just pause it there. Just go to the next slide. Okay. So here they are sheltering in their uh, basement in Mariupol. And why that, uh, why that uh, photo is so significant, or that video uh, fella, just next slide, is he was killed shortly thereafter. Yeah. And caught up in a missile strike, and, uh, and what was amazing is um, as he felt his life ebbing away. They did eventually get him to the hospital, and the doctor said, there's nothing we can do. But while he was actually on the street, and people were attending to him, trying to, uh, trying to help him, guess what he was doing? He was witnessing, sharing the gospel with them, telling them how much Jesus loved them, and that he died for them, and that they needed to get right with God. Wow. One of his last acts on earth was to be sharing the gospel. Talk about living your dash well. That's incredible. And then shortly thereafter, his, uh, his family, that's his dad there, and a number of their homes were, uh, were bombed or, or hit with missiles, and so they had to leave Mariupol. They got out of Mariupol, they got to Warsaw, and we went to visit with them one night. And uh, this, uh, uh, if you ignore myself and the two guys beside me, the American guys there, um, the rest of them, those are eight adults living in a one-bedroom apartment in Warsaw. And uh, this couple right at the very bottom there, um, she was in that maternity hospital. She gave birth just two or three days before it was hit with that uh, huge missile strike. In fact, when she was there, there was a, a missile strike and they had to move her, but nothing like what happened three days later. 
And so that child was born there. Anyway, they all got to, they all got to Warsaw. We went to hear their story that night because um, I said that we're going to help them. They have some family in the United States. And I said, you know, guys, we're, gonna, we're, going, to, we're going to raise enough money to get you to the United States. And uh, it requires uh, sponsorships as well. But I said, well, I can't do anything about that. But we can certainly raise the money to get you to the United States. And in fact, interesting, those two American guys that are with me, uh, Philip and Joey, they, they were at a picnic uh, with us that day. And I felt the Lord say, take them. To, to this meeting. And I thought, oh, Lord, I can't do that. I mean, it's a small apartment. And anyway, I, I, I was obedient. From time to time, it happens. I was obedient. I took them, and uh, Philip has offered to sponsor one of the family members. And so, so it, was, it, was a, it was a great night, and I said, guys, when, we, when I go back to Canada, and I shared this with Pastor Bill, I said, this is a project that we're going we're gonna to raise some money for. Now, I have some good news and some really, really good news. Are you ready? Let me give you the really, really good news first, okay? Uh, there was actually 13 of these uh, people that we needed to sponsor. So we did the math, and it was about 20,000 U.S. dollars that we needed. So that's the, that's, the, oh, that's the good news. The really, really good news is half of them have already been sponsored. <laughs> so we only have to raise 10,000 U.S. dollars. So that's the, that's the good news. And, um, and so anyway, that's, that's, the, that's the project that I would like to challenge us to give towards today to help to get the rest of the Angelovsky family from Warsaw to the United States. And so we're going to take an offering for them in just a moment. But just let me close out this message by saying this, okay? You don't need to do what Lynn and I have done. You don't need to, to sell your house and pack up and move to another continent you don't need to do anything crazy. We just need to bloom where we're planted, right? And in fact, Calgary, Calgary needs Jesus. Lots of, lots of material wealth here, but people are so poor in spirit. Like they, people need to know the Savior. And that's why you're here, right? I mean, I've said this before, but uh, you are his plan A. And he has no plan B. Who better to share about the life-giving gospel message and to, to share about the, the joy and the peace and the hope that we enjoy in serving the Lord Jesus Christ? Who better to share that than those who have experienced his joy, his peace, his purpose? It's wonderful to have purpose in life. I remember seeing that old... Um, Bumper sticker, he who has the most toys when he dies wins. <laughs> it's a, a statement of the futility of just gathering things. You can't take it with you. Never seen a hearse yet with a U-Haul behind it, right? You can't take it with you. The only thing we can take with us is other people. And I encourage you to be greedy. Greedy, like Get as many people into the kingdom as you can. Well, we can. That's why you're here, is to know him and to make him known. And to make him known. And Calgary needs to hear about Jesus. I know you know this. I know you know this. But I'm just challenging you today. Our life is short. Make it count. Live your dash well. Make YOLO for Jesus. YOLO for Jesus. 
Make your life count every day. Every day. Every opportunity. Make the most of every opportunity the Bible says. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, would you help us to do that? Jesus, we want to serve you and we want to serve you well. Lord, this passage of Scripture says it's to your Father's glory that we would bear much fruit showing yourselves to be your disciples. And so, Lord, would you help us to bear much fruit? Would you help us to be effective, to live effective lives for you? In Jesus' name. I pray for my friends here today. Lord, use them in this part of the city. I pray, Father God, every opportunity, Lord, to share the love of God, that, Lord, that they will take advantage of it. I pray they will see people healed right in the highways and the byways and the marketplaces. I pray, Lord, that you bring them in, that you pour out your spirit in this house. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.